0: Mama Dorothy Masuku, Makumete, that is a song that takes us way way back Uh, and there is a Makumete internationally that's currently um, carrying a very heavy load Um, and I think uh, we we, we are all one way or another impacted by what's happening between Russia and uh, the Ukraine and uh, we can't just stand by and think South Africa will go off without being impacted should there be any action that is taken so that's what we're going to be talking about in our social Conversation will be joined by Tembisa Fago, the senior research fellow at African Asia Dialogues.
1: Late Night Conversations, Social Conversations.
0: So uh, today we heard uh, the president of the USA, Joe Biden, um, just, uh, you know, uttering some words. So we've heard uh, Boris Johnson, who's the prime minister of the United Kingdom, also uttering words around the standoff between Russia and the Ukraine. And yes, sometimes when these international headlines um, are out there, what we tend to do as South Africans, we think we're in a little cocoon. Nothing will touch us. But that's not the fact. So let's welcome our guest, Timby Senior Research Fellow at Africa Asia Dialogues who's going to be giving us some more perspective Tembisa, always such a great pleasure Good evening
1: Good evening
0: uh, A-teamers, the lines are open so I'd like to hear from you if you've got questions around this particular crisis between Russia and Ukraine or if you've got some views you'd like to share with us, please do so on 11 714 or send WhatsApps to 614 SMSs go to 41391 Now just to, to set context where are we currently with this uh, particular standoff? Because I, I hear that uh, there, there are some troops that are already outside borders.
1: Well, yesterday, uh, President Putin announced that the Donetsk and Luhansk regions w- were going to be granted, or he was going to recognize them as independent states. So that's where we're at. I'm sorry about the background, i at the airport. So that's where we at at the moment. Uh, the Russian troops are still outside, I must seeing themselves, outside the border of Ukraine. So um, that's the situation, and the diplomatic um, attempts to to try and quell the current situations are also ongoing with uh, Russia and France leading those uh, those negotiations. We heard yesterday that the um, uh, American Secretary of State Antony Blinken was going to be meeting with uh, with uh, Foreign Minister Lavrov of Russia today. So that's where we're at, and there's also talks about a possible uh, summit between Putin and Biden. Uh, that also aimed at uh, trying to, to, uh, to um, um, solve the problem that's currently facing both Russia and Ukraine.
0: And obviously, um, on the international front, we, we see what's going on. But we are always asking ourselves, how does it, it impact us as Africa and more specifically as South Africa? Um, if, uh, you know, war does ensue between the two countries, what will this then mean?
1: Well, it will mean a lot to us because number one is we're all interconnected. Uh, and the energy sources, I mean, Russia... Is the third largest oil producer in the world and the second uh, gas producer in the world. So, if anything was, if anything happens in that region, certainly the the oil supplies will be disturbed. And what tends to happen is that the small uh, oil suppliers will will redirect, as it's always been the case, will redirect their supplies into Europe, w- which will then impact on us as 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 Africans and as South Africans. And that will certainly influence the 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 prices of oil and energy in south africa so we are going to be impacted by whatever decision uh, putin makes uh, moving forward so the 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 the, the energy prices and the energy crisis as a result of russia either being sanctioned in other words if the europeans decide to stop importing russian uh, oil you you are likely to have a problem or if The disturbance of oil production in Russia happens, we as South Africans are likely to have a problem. As we speak, for the first time after a very long time, the price of a barrel of oil is uh, reached $100 after a very long time. So that would tell you that if it's $100, certainly in the next coming days we are going to be hearing announcements from government uh, telling us of the new uh, fuel hike.
0: Oh, that's one thing that I'm dreading to hear. However, um, taking a look at what currently is happening, um, there are some voice Mm -hmm. notes that A-teamers have sent and let's listen to them. Remember, A-teamers, to ask questions, interact on this particular um, uh, conversation we're having with Tembi Safakute, you can uh, join in. SMS 41391 WhatsApp uh, 0614 four one zero four one zero seven or call in on zero one one seven
2: one four two double zero six patricia russia um, is going to fight until they win because america usa has been bullying other countries across the world for such a long time they invaded iraq and iran uh, sovereign countries as well americans and that that unit uh, unity of them with the europeans and the nato they invaded without any consequences with fake news about uh, weapons of mass destruction that were never found. And we had to endure those wars as the world. So, if me, I was also Vladimir Putin, I would also fight for them coming too close to my land. I would fight them. America has been bullying other co- co- countries for free.
0: All right, that's uh, the view of an A teamer. Um, maybe do you want to weigh in on that, Tembe, sir?
1: Well, there are reasons for, um, for 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 suggesting that Russia is on the right, uh, and um, at the same time, there are also reasons to suggest that NATO, led by the United States, is on the right. One is that the Russians are concerned about the NATO uh, or Ukraine joining NATO, which means, therefore, that. NATO will be pointing their rockets um, uh, into Russia, and that's concerning. Um, And then at the same time, you have also the concerns of the Ukrainians and NATO uh, with Russia making advances um, in that part of the world. And the threat is that, of course, if Russia gets to um, invade Ukraine, they will be much more closer to Europe, and that will also pose a threat. So that's where we find ourselves at the moment, and 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 that's why we have that amassing of troops outside to the Ukrainian border by by uh, by Russia. So until we solve that problem, and the only way you can solve that problem is by insisting on Ukraine to um, embrace a non-alliance uh, or non-alignment uh, position, uh, where it doesn't join NATO, and at the same time it does not. Um, work with Putin in the region. The the worry, of course, is that there are other countries that Putin has since got involved in, including Belarus and Georgia. As you know, Putin will do whatever it takes to ensure that those countries do not fall into the hands of a Western-leaning government. So he will continually uh, meddle in in, in, and get involved in the elections and ensuring that whoever governs those, particularly those three countries, Ukraine, Belarus, and Georgia, will always be aligning uh, towards uh, Russia. So that's where we find ourselves um, at the moment. So it's going to be best for the world, actually, if Ukraine remains unaligned. And we might just avoid such standoffs uh, in future. But having said that, uh, President Putin has got ambitions of this former glorious Russia, in other words, the, re- the resuscitation, of the soviet union and and we see him making those advances we know that as a young um, official of the kgb he was one of those that were disappointed when the soviet union dismantled between 1989-1991 1990, so he's looking at um, bringing back the glory and this is why we see him now uh moving towards uh, annexing certain parts of, uh, of 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 ukraine in 2014 he annexed uh, crimea so that trend is likely to continue. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's that's what's worrying uh, NATO and indeed uh, Ukraine is also worried because of
3: those advances.
0: Let's go to the lines. Um, we've got a team Jonathan who's holding. Jonathan, good evening.
3: Yes, hi, good evening. Nice show and nice discussion. And I just want to respond to your question about the impact of South Africa. So, yes definitely a major impact to us from a trade embargo point of view, from oil. uh, Oil prices will impact us significantly. So there's definitely a huge, huge impact to us if anything goes wrong up north. But that's not my point. My point is about um, and I wanted to bring up the past, how how crucial um, President Nelson Mandela was and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. They were the real statesmen. They could take on the world. They could really guide the world. But our current leaders, uh, our president, no disrespect, President Zuma, Malema, um, the DA guys, and none none of them come close to statesmen that could guide the world from a impartial point of view. And that's what us a thought back in the day but yeah this is my comment
0: thanks Thank you very much, Jonathan. Um, you know, one thing, um, said that amazes me is that here in South Africa, we're already expecting a fuel hike for this uh, coming month of March, right? Uh, but with this looming issue and crisis between Russia and Ukraine, that seems to be in advanced stages. After all, even uh, President Joe Biden has put out some harsher sanctions against uh, uh, Moscow it's very clear that it, this is not going to be the only fuel hike we might be um, experiencing in this first quarter of the year.
1: No, certainly not. Um, I mean, the price, the, the, the price of oil is of said alone has gone um, to $100 per barrel. That in itself is going to, um, it's going to affect us a great deal because we, we still uh, are 100% ex- importers of, of, of oil in this country. Notwithstanding, of course, that we used to have sufficient uh, reserves of oil, which were used to, caution, to cushion uh, such uh, su- such uh, situations, but uh, those have since dwindled, and we are now um, at any given time running on empty. So we have no choice but to uh, to be subjected to whatever pricing that will be um, will be imposed by by, by the market. So uh, yes, very uh, dark days ahead. And we hope that this standoff will be sorted out uh, as soon as possible. Um, but uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like it now that the United States and its allies have, um, have instituted sanctions against Russia. Putin is likely to dig in his heels. So uh, we'll have to see whether the diplomatic attempts led by uh, President Macron and uh, the Germans are going to yield any results moving forward.
0: Do you anticipate any of the BRICS countries, including us as South Africa, to comment around what's going on? Because uh, I I don't want to put it incorrectly, but um, we are part of BRICS. But then some of these ally countries that are making all these comments, the UK, the USA, France, some of them are also somewhat allies to who we are as a BRICS country. So do you anticipate any comments from the BRICS countries?
1: Well, the big countries won't do much. Um, well, the question, the question as well is, do we still belong in that block? By the way, because currently is uh, is full of dictators. If you really think about it, you've got uh, the prime minister of India, Modi, who is an ultra nationalist. You've got Putin, who is going around annexing people's countries, and you've got um, China, that is also involved in suppression of rights in Hong Kong, Tibet, and um, Taiwan. So whether we we, we still want to continue associating ourselves with these people is a question that I think South Africans must begin to raise uh, because this is clearly a, a group of, uh, of of individuals who uh, who are hell-bent on suppressing basic uh, human rights. So it, there's, there isn't much that we can say uh, or uh, any political statement or position that we can take mm. which I think the Russians will take serious. I mean, Cyril Ramaphosa has, uh, has has been looking towards the West, and he's been embraced by the West, by the way. And uh, his relationship with uh, the Russians or President Putin is not uh, particularly uh, friendly, and, 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 you know, over the years they've had uh, serious disagreements on a number of issues. So I, I, I doubt if he's going to have a South African uh, position that would convince uh, Putin that he has uh, decided on a wrong course of
0: action. All right. Let me go to another caller um, uh, reminding you, A-team, is that the lines are open for you to comment as we have a conversation with Tembi Safagude, Senior Research Fellow uh, for Africa-Asia Dialogues. We are talking about uh, the current standoff between Russia and the Ukraine and what it means for us as Hello. South Africa. Let's go to our A-team caller, Justice. Justice, it seems you're very eager there. Good evening.
4: I I just want (laughs) to raise my opinion that I blame NATO for what's going on, because NATO...
3: Wait, wait,
0: wait. Justice, are you in the car? Do you have another radio set on? Because I hear you echoing.
3: Do you hear me now?
0: Now I hear you. Switch that radio off. Yeah, go ahead.
4: I'm saying I'm blaming NATO for the standoff that is happening because NATO has always been an anti-Russian alliance. So, them coming closer to russia through ukraine while they know that they are indeed an anti-russian alliance it's more of a threatening you know strategy that they are taking so i blame nato instead of russia thank you
0: Thank you, Justice, uh, for uh, that comment. I'm going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be back. Remember, you can interact on 0614104107. That is our WhatsApp number or send an SMS to 41391. You can also call in on 0117142006.
2: My girl is always complaining about me not being romantic. Teppo, we never go on dates. Teppo, you don't buy me flowers.
1: So, I'm going all out this Valentine's Month. Every Sunday, I'm bringing out the candles, the flowers, the movies. SABC One has got me covered with all the love movies every Sunday at
3: 9pm. It's Love Unlocked this February on SABC One. Zansi for sure.
1: Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight.
0: It is um, 48 minutes after 11, and uh, remember that, at, well, what am I saying? After 10, after 10, at 11, though, um, we're going to have the final news bulletin, still in conversation with tembi uh, there around the current uh, Russia and Ukraine standoff. Um, here's a message here from Pekeja in Bloemfontein, uh, who says, since we in Africa have got a place, a uh, so-called Angola, which can produce oil, why or how has South Africa become victims? The worst part is uh, this developed countries, when they fight, the grass gets hurt as we are South African citizens. So yeah, maybe Tambisa, let's talk about the the relevance, the relevance of the, 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 the fact that within Africa. Um, Nigeria produces oil. Angola produces oil. Um, why are we so dependent on 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 the rest of the other uh, countries outside of the continent to a point that this particular standoff will get us to uh, possibly have another fuel increase?
1: Well, the quick answer is that the the current suppliers or producers of oil in Africa are unreliable. Um, we know, for example, in Nigeria. The Niger Delta is continually experiencing problems. Nigeria itself can't even meet its own demands of um, of oil because they don't have uh, the proper refineries, and you still have those um, uh, insurgents in 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 Niger Delta because people there feel that they should change, notwithstanding that they're sitting on top of these reserves, but they are not benefiting from uh, from from the process thereof. So that's the first point. Angola has been has is, is been uh, destabilized for a very long time, and they don't have capacity to actually even have enough supplies for themselves. Uh, Angola is known to be one of the most expensive countries in Africa. Uh, so I'm not quite sure whether they can even begin to meet our demands, which are, are akin to those of a first-world country. So we have no choice but to rely on other countries. I mean, the two countries that I've mentioned are not the only countries in Africa that are producing oil. We know there's a new uh, kid on the block um, Sudan is now uh, one of the uh, sizable producers of oil. we have got Libya and we have got other North African countries that are producing oil. But again, we can't totally uh, rely on them. But also there are also the standing arrangements uh, with these oil-producing countries between South Africa and those oil-producing countries. So you can't just um, tackle those agreements uh, simply because you have... Someone closer to you can produce or supply you with oil. So those complications make it difficult for us to confidently say that we can meet the demands and as a result of that, the possible price hike as a result of the conflict in Ukraine.
0: Let me go to uh, the lines. Atima, Paul is on the line. Good evening, Paul. Oh,
4: hi. Um, <clears throat> There's two points that I think I haven't heard really come up in or discussion, or maybe I've missed it because I've joined it quite late. Uh, the one is the future of nuclear war and extinction. Um, I'm, I think um, um, if, you, if you read some of the, the the book by Daniel Ellsberg about the two but the Tuesday machine, um, you get a very good idea about how um, trigger trigger these systems, these nuclear systems of the two sides are, and this situation's been building up since the CIA um, NATO-initiated, supported coup against uh, Yanukovych about eight years ago in the Ukraine, and there have been a lot of warnings by people like Ellsberg and um, the late Stephen Cohen, was a scholar on Russia, and Seymour Hersh, the, the, the iconic investigative journalist about where this is heading to, um, but we don't really seem to take it seriously, you know, I think we'll up tomorrow and somehow this thing will be resolved, we'll be actually more worried about the oil price, which is a worry, um, but, but that's probably the greatest threat that we will face. Um, the other the other point is that I think that your guest um, is not emphasizing enough is um, that there's a lot of evidence and narrative about Russia being in defensive mode and not being a expansionary empire ever since the days of Stalin even and his socialism in one country. So as oppressive... As the dictatorship was, um, we have to get objective here. You know, the expansion is being from from Western capitalism, driven by the US, um, uh, not only towards Russia but also towards China. I mean, there's a there's a there's a view that the South China Sea is a potential flashpoint that could go nuclear. Also, so I thought i would raise those two points because I think it's. It's the serious threat, and then um, who is actually expanding and who is defending? And it doesn't turn me into someone who sings Putin's praise as a as a democrat; he's authoritarian. Certainly, but we need to get objective here, and uh, we need to put some of our uh, U.S. Western propaganda, you know, in its place and look at it, and um, and uh, and I think see. No, call it name. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much, Paul, for that one. Matembisa, um, please just weigh in.
4: Well, Putin is
1: an aggressor. Uh, Putin uh, annexed Crimea in 2014 and is the one who started the current uh, standoff and tension in the region. Um, so I'm not quite sure what the U.S. propaganda, we know that it was Putin who... Annex Crimea. We know that it's Putin once again who um, has uh, acknowledged and uh, acknowledged ambitions of the separatists in uh, Donetsk and Luhansk? Um, we, we, we we know again that the, the precedence that is setting is going to certainly embolden other separatist movements around the world, including South Africa. We have people who have ambitions in this country. Some people believe that they want to be They want to have a Republic of Cape Town and we have Orania, a group of uh, right-wing Afrikaners who believe that they are entitled to a homeland. So this opens up all sorts of um, uh, challenges in the world. And I'm certain that China will also take advantage of the situation, particularly when it comes to um, its ambitions of total control of Tibet and Taiwan, and we see what they are currently doing in Hong Kong. So there's nothing really positive uh, about this, and there's no Western propaganda that's involved in here. We have a man who has ambitions of resuscitating the old Soviet Union. We have a man who uh, isn't who's interested. Uh, who's a bully, by the way, because he will continue getting involved in Belarus. He will continue getting involved in Georgia and all those places. He wants them to be, to act as buffer between uh, Russia and and uh, and Europe. So until he he starts uh, leading, uh, one of the callers said, "We miss the leadership and statesmanship of people such as Nelson Mandela and Bishop Tutu." Unfortunately, we don't have that type of um, characteristics within within uh, within President Putin. All he wants is to create chaos and destabilize his neighbors. Uh, we know that he's involved in um, the rigging of elections. Last election in Belarus, for example, where a man that has been detested by the large majority of uh, voters got 98%, and we know who uh, was involved in ensuring that that ridiculous result was uh, became a reality. So until uh, Putin embrace embraces a uh, new democratic outlook and he chooses uh, different uh, politics to what he currently Uh, spouses, we are likely to continue having these kind of challenges in that part of the world.
0: Let me go to a voice note from an A-teamer.
2: Evening, Patricia and SAFM listeners. It's Dumzi from Cape Town. It will be interesting to note the different views of the African leaders seeing that Africa was colonized by Europe, the British, French, and all. And Russia is the one that helped to decolonize, okay, even if they have not yet succeeded. So it would be interesting to note how much further we have moved back to aligning with uh, uh, the rest of Europe, or we are still in the
0: project of decolonization. Hmm. Well, that question, quite an interesting one. Uh, A-teamers are taking it further, Tembisa. Um Do you have a response for A-teamers?
1: Well, I think we need to look forward. Um, Russia has never been known for its, its democratic um, ambition or preference. Uh, but since Putin took over, he did try to have elections, notwithstanding that most of them became questionable later on and he turned around the economy and that uh, created a certain fan base in russia um, towards uh, putin and he remains to a large extent a very popular figure and what he's doing now of course is is working on this emerging nationalist feeling which is 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 predominantly in russia but also in ukraine the eastern part of ukraine is um has a lot of people who still do support russia and would still look at russia for their the cultural uh, compass and political prospects and many of them have uh, fell into the prey or victim of believing that ukraine is likely to um kill and um, and commit genocide particularly in in the Donbas region which where luhansk and donetsk, donetsk uh, are currently are located so he has done quite well for, for his people, and I think what is is doing now is uh, working on those um, nationalist feelings which are, are very rife at the moment, uh, particularly in the eastern part of, of Ukraine and within Russia. Uh, they see him as the man who will bring glory once again uh, in Russia. He did so when he came into power. He turned the economy around, and that, uh, as I said, gave him a, a substantial friend base within Russia and um, it will continue being be, be the case. But I don't think we should anticipate him becoming a Democrat, nor espousing any democratic principles or um, encouraging uh, democratic processes uh, in, in, in the region. So that's, 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 that's the position in that regard.
0: Tembisa, let's leave it at that note. This is one that we'll be all watching very closely. Thank you very much for joining us this evening.
1: Thank you very
0: much, Patricia. It's a minute after 11, and let's go to Mudubi Mahalimela for the final news bulletin for this Tuesday. Mudubi, hola.